You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Hey everyone, welcome to MLB.com Extras. Today we are talking Pirates baseball and we bring in Adam Barry of MLB.com, our Pirates reporter for the site. Adam, let's go ahead and start with some news. The Pirates have reportedly uh, decided to add a veteran bat to their outfield mix as they are signing Daniel Nava to a minor league contract with an invite to spring training. What does this mean for the team? What does this mean for the outfield? What does he bring to the Pirates? Yeah, from my understanding, it's not necessarily a done deal yet. The Pirates haven't announced it, but uh, the ever-reliable Ken Rosenthal of MLB Network reported that they're going to sign Nava, a uh, 34-year-old. He turns 35 later this month uh, to a minor league deal, bringing him to spring training. Uh, the expectation, uh, from what I've heard, is that he is probably in the running for sort of a fourth outfield job, um, which would put him kind of in that 2016 Matt Joyce uh, category. Matt Joyce signed a, a deal right before spring training, came in, made the club, and turned into a really productive fourth outfielder as a you know an occasional starter, a bat off the bench, uh, you know a veteran type who hits right-handed pitching, which is exactly what Daniel Nava is. He's coming off of a very good year, uh, interrupted by injuries with the Phillies. He had 301 with an 813 OPS. Guy gets on base, doesn't strike out a ton, draws a lot of walks. He's basically the Pirates' prototype for what they want out of a bench bat. He would basically be the uh, sort of left-handed complement to the right-handed David Freeze as sort of a veteran who's going to come in, give a tough at-bat, and and hopefully get on base off the bench or potentially start. The problem is the Pirates' outfield picture is not nearly as as clear as it was back in 2016 when Joyce took on that role uh, because then obviously they had Marte, McCutcheon, and Polanco. And right now we know they have Marte, Polanco, and question mark. I don't think Nava is going to come in right away and fill that left field hole. I don't think he's going to be a starter, probably not even a platoon-type starter. He's going to be more of a fourth outfielder. I guess the idea here is that he gives them more depth and a guy who is a proven outfielder as opposed to last year early on when they were hit by Marte's suspension and Polanco's injuries, and they kind of had to figure it out with John Jaso, who is a converted catcher, DH, first baseman, turned outfielder, and Jose Ozuna, who's more of a first baseman. They had to throw him in the outfield a lot as well. So Nava gives them some depth, proven depth, and potentially a a really good bench bat if he comes into camp and and earns a spot. But for the most part, it's kind of a low-risk move. It's a minor league deal. If he comes in and they don't think he's one of their best outfield options, you know, they don't have to put him on the team. So it's kind of just a, a smart, you know, sort of signing, not anything too uh, splashy or a big flash, uh, flashy move, but it gives them some depth. And I think that's something they were definitely looking for, just given the, the questions about their outfield right now. All right, we got pitchers and catchers reporting next week, meaning spring training. And then the season opener just around the corner. I know you've been writing recently about this starting rotation and where Joe Musgrove, the newcomer, fits into it. Uh, where do you see him fitting in, and how do you see this uh, starting lineup, or excuse me, starting rotation looking opening day? Yeah, General Manager Neil Huntington basically told us the winter meetings that they were going to honor the work of the, the five starters who made you know most of the outings last year. At the time, that included Garrett Cole. They have since traded Cole, and I think it's just going to be Joe Musgrove basically plugging right into his spot in the rotation. 
Uh, they, Musgrove pitched better out of the Astros bullpen last season, but you know he's had some success in 2016 as a starter, and the Pirates think that he has the arsenal uh, and just sort of the, the physicality and everything that he, he needs to be a successful major league starter. Probably not a top end guy, but maybe you know a potential number three or four at the very least, a, a bottom of the rotation starter. Uh, the problem is obviously without Coles, they don't have that sort of proven top end guy. I think Jamison Tyone's probably going to step into the top of the rotation. Ivan Nova's still going to be here. They expect him to to improve off a really rough second half last season, but they liked what they saw for basically the full year before that. He's a proven guy. He's going to eat a lot of innings. And then at the bottom, I think you're going to see Chad Cool and Trevor Williams back. Cool had a great second half. It kind of flew under the radar with the way that he adjusted his arsenal, kind of pulled the Charlie Morton on everybody, started throwing 99 and a crazy curveball out of nowhere. And then Trevor Williams actually was really solid in the rotation from the time uh, he joined it in early May and all the way through the end of the season. So I think those are the five. And then that leaves out Stephen Brault and Tyler Glasnow, two guys who just dominated AAA uh, last season as starters. I would not be surprised if either and potentially both winds up in the opening day bullpen, kind of like Williams did last season where you're a depth starter but also a long reliever. You know, the Pirates haven't been comfortable with making that kind of move in the past, but they feel like they have the rotation depth uh, to allow them to make that move. They have guys like Nick Kingham, Clay Holmes, Tyler Epler waiting in AAA to the point where if there were a number of injuries, they would have the depth to to backfill the rotation or those kind of long relief spots in the bullpen. But uh, I think it's going to be Tyone, Nova, Musgrove, Cool, and Williams. It's a very young group. I think, uh, you know, Nova has made more starts in the majors than the other four combined which speaks a lot to the inexperience, but it's a, a high-end group. And, you know, replacing Cole is, it seems like a lot because he was the staff ace. But you look over the last two years and he was, you know, kind of a roughly league average pitcher by ERA. So it's more about replacing the innings than sort of that staff ace, uh, you know, mantra or, or mentality or what have you. All right. Before we talk about the rest of this roster, We've got all these new prospects and no real major league free agent, big major league free agent that was signed this offseason. So this year is going to be obviously about, you know, looking to surprise everyone and competing during this retooling season. Give me one player or a group of players that you're excited to see during spring training, maybe some new faces that the fans who are going down there to see the Pirates during spring training can be excited to see. Yeah, I think I'm really excited to see a lot of the the young guys that they have, period, including the guys they're bringing back. Somebody like Gregory Polanco is going to have a lot to prove uh, this offseason or this season after, you know, kind of trying to get his body in shape this offseason. But the one that I'll point to is Colin Moran. He's the third the third baseman brought back in the Garrett Cole trade. He was kind of an up and down prospect after being the number six overall pick uh, back in 2013. But then he sort of readjusted his swing, uh, you know, worked with one of the Astros hitting coaches really throughout last offseason down in Florida, found an approach, a setup, and a swing uh, that he liked, and it showed in AAA. He hit for a ton more power. He stopped hitting the ball on the ground as much. He got the ball in the air. Uh, He looked good when he went to the majors briefly before a a foul ball to the face interrupted and effectively ended his season. Uh, But Moran is a really interesting guy in the sense that he could be their answer at third base every day for a while now. They have Brian Hayes, a prospect, coming up, but he's a couple of years away. And you look the last couple of years, they've kind of just been sort of fumbling for solutions at third base. It was Pedro Alvarez, but then throwing issues moved him to first. It was Jung Ho Gong, but then he hasn't been able to get back in the country. And it was David Freeze, but even Freeze admitted last season that 
he just at his age, he's probably and the injuries that he's had in the past, he's probably better off not playing every single day. Moran's young. He has the ability to hit uh, both-handed pitching. He's got the power potentially to hold down a corner spot. Uh, he's maybe not the best glove, but he's you know by all accounts a pretty solid guy defensively. And he really seems hungry to earn and lock down that job after being kind of blocked in Houston by Alex Bregman. So I'm really interested to just sort of see him in person, see what the swing looks like, and and see what kind of adjustments and opportunities the, the Pirates give him. All right, let's take a shot at predicting the 25-man roster. We talked about their rotation already. Let's talk about the bullpen and then go around the horn to the position players. Let's start with the bullpen, though. How do you believe it shakes out? Yeah, I'm going to go with the obvious three are Felipe Rivero, George Contos, and Daniel Hudson. Those are sort of the veterans. Probably going to start the season as the back-end guys. I think Kyle Crick and Michael Feliz, uh, the two relievers brought over in the McCutcheon and Coltrane, probably have a little bit of a leg up there based on their major league experience and the fact that they were part of these very prominent trades. Uh, It's probably a good thing to show the ability that they have for the fans. And then for those last two spots, they could go any number of directions. But I'm going to say, like I mentioned earlier, it goes to Bralton Glass now because they don't have a whole lot more to prove in AAA. And I think the Pirates kind of want to see what they have in them in the majors, especially with Glass now. I wouldn't be surprised if Bralton kind of settled into that role as a lefty long man, you know, could go multiple innings if a starter goes short or something like that. But I think Glass now at this point, it's time to put him in the majors, get him a regular role. Don't sort of, you know, play with this whole, you have a start now, and then we'll see when your next one is. Get him out there, see what he has, and, and try to let him succeed because the stuff is top of the rotation, upside. It's just he hasn't put the control or the overall consistency of the performance together. So that's my seven-man bullpen. Um, I think the rest of the roster isn't terribly surprising. Uh, Cervelli and Diaz behind the plate. Diaz is out of options, no real choice there. Josh Bell at first, it's his job. Josh Harrison at second, as long as he's not traded. Uh, Jordy Mercer at shortstop. Mentioned Moran starting at third base with Freeze backing up him and Bell. Uh, and the outfield, left field, like I mentioned earlier, kind of a mystery, but I'll say Adam Frazier at this point, just based on the track record and they like his defense. Starling Marte in center, Gregory Polanco in right. I believe that leaves two spots open. Uh, Sean Rodriguez, is he's back. He plays everywhere. He's going to continue to do that. And then the last spot right now, my guess is Max Moroff, the utility-type infielder, switch hitter. I think he probably fits the roster a little bit better right now than Jordan Luplo, uh, who's an outfielder. If he's not going to start, I don't necessarily see them hanging on to Luplo just because they've already mentioned they rushed him through AA and AAA. It probably wouldn't be the worst thing in the world if he went and got a couple, you know, a little bit more time and experience playing every day down there before he came up into the majors as, a, as sort of a bench player where you're playing time is infrequent so that that's my guess right now I think it could change significantly even as spring training rolls on just with the number of unsigned free agents and potential trades left to make but we'll see it's very different than last year when I felt pretty confident about the projected roster before spring training right now you could tell me anything could happen by March 29th, and I think I'd believe you. Yeah, that's just the way the market has gone this off season. So we'll see, but it's a great uh, shot at predicting how we feel like it's going to all work out as it stands right now. We'll obviously revisit as spring training rolls on. All right, that's going to do it for us here on MLB.com Extras, our Pirates edition. We're going to be back next week with a brand new episode, so stay tuned. Adam, you're going to be down at spring training, correct? I will be. I leave on Sunday, very soon, Florida sunshine. Excellent. I'm so jealous. Make sure you bring your sunscreen and safe travels, all right? We'll talk to you next week. All right. Thanks, Adam.